Kane is in the building. Cup final start tonight. Who will raise Lord Stanley's Cup? Will the Warriors capture the NBA championship in Boston tomorrow night? It's June, it's a heat wave, it's playoff season, and this is Beers and Bet Slips. What's up, Levi? What up, man? Well, missed the show last week. What have you been doing? What are you doing? Uh, what are you doing on the weekends? Where are you drinking at? What are you doing? So we had my birthday, and then we had Emma's birthday. So we hit up the old pedal bar with the older group. That was rough. And then I had a golf outing Friday before. That was open bar. We shot seven under. As a group? Yep. Was Jeremy on your team? No, there's a bunch of guys from Greenwood. And then Sunday I went golfing again, and I shot uh, the par. Me and another guy did best ball. Nice. Uh, that, that's it. Drinking out the clubhouses and the bars. Hadn't been doing much Found a new gambling strategy I've been attacking. Been doing really well with it. I want fifth, I'm plus 1,500 since Friday. But, I mean, you got to be really patient with it. So what the guy does is say the odds are plus 350. So you're getting a pretty big head start. You bet 700, so you're winning 200 each bet instead of me trying to bet 500 and try to win 400. But the odds are really good. Like, uh, for instance, the bet I won earlier today was... First five innings over, or I took the under, seven and a half. And the odds were plus 360. So I bet 500 won 140. And just keep doing that. I mean, you got to think, if you win $100 a day and you consider you're going to lose 60, 60 bets, that's $30,000. There you go. So, I mean, it hasn't failed yet. I haven't had a negative day, so... That's true. That's a positive. <clears throat> the other positive is I picked Golden State to make it further than you yeah. did, and they are proving that right as Milwaukee is at home. That's you, Henry. Yep. Golden State has won back-to-back games. They lead the series 3-2. Steph Curry's streak of games with at least one three comes to an end at 233. Which is insane. What sticks out to you in this series besides Andrew Wiggins? Well, one, Boston, I think the fans, or the fans, the refs got to Boston a lot last game. Jason Tatum's not stepping up to be the superstar that he should be. He's worried about getting fouled. He's not absorbing it and trying to finish through it. He's waiting for the call to get called. The refs, I think, are calling it pretty fair for being a playoff or championship game series. They're letting them play. They're letting these guys run their mouth to them, complain. It was only a matter of time before someone got a tech, which it's a marker smart, so it's not a surprise, but it's only time for the the rest like finally call it. But Boston needs to focus on just playing the basketball that they've been playing and locking in on the defensive end and not letting Andrew Wiggins just take the game over. Someone needs to step up and guard him. If you're going to lock down Steph Curry, I mean, he's never going to have an off-shooting night again probably, but you got to find something. You can't let Wiggins beat you. Do you feel – here's how I'm thinking. Every series that the team has won, 
they've had a player that's normally a role player turn into a star. Mm-hmm. Tyler Hero carried the heat to a couple of those series wins. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think who else had really good games that you wouldn't think this year. Uh, Dylan Brooks and uh, Memphis. Yep. Uh, the guy from uh, Villanova, he stepped up. I know you're talking about. What was his name? I can't think of his name, but he stepped up in their series too. But Golden State Wiggins, is, I don't think he's a role player. It's just because he's on that team. Um, but Wiggins has stepped up. He said, I'm guarding Tatum, and he, he's guarding Tatum. Tatum's not shooting well. 30%. Yeah, that's – and I think Tatum's got to play better. If they're going to win, they got to play better. Marcus Smart needs to prove to why he's a defensive player of the year and not being this flopping and doing this. Get up into him like mm-hmm. he did the first two games. And I think they would be okay. But We were texting the other night during that game, and we both agreed that whoever won on Monday was going to win the series. Being down one, yeah, you're at home. And since the NBA went to 2-2, 1-1-1, 1-1, teams are like 30-1. and it's just too much. I think Boston is going to survive game six just because it's going back home and they're very locked in. They are a very good team. I was shocked. I told you not to take the Golden State bet on game five because Boston, every time they lost a the game, they dialed in. They got back to who they were. And I thought that's what they would keep doing in that process of their personnel. That's who they That's who they are. But they didn't do that. They... I think they they just let the refs get to them so bad that it hurt them, that they were not playing their game anymore. They were trying to play the Golden State game and playing the refs, seeing if they can get calls, and I think that hurt. They got to be ready. Steph's not going to have an off night again. He was, I think, 0 for 9 from 3. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not the greatest shooter of all time for a reason. I think he's going to bounce back. I want to see Game 6 Clay though. I think that would be cool if Golden State does win that. Game 6 Clay taking off. But Draymond played to his potential again. Being the pest of always getting up in them, messing with their mind, talking to Tarash and all he does. And then on offense, he's moving the ball. He's He's got to be aggressive. If he's inside the three, I would like him to take a shot. Prove to them to make him guard him. Like they're giving him crap about him dishing that wide open layup out. I think he needs to try to finish those. If he finishes that, that makes it a lot easier for that bold movement. Three of the last five uh, finals games that have won the championship have been away. Really? Speaking of Clay, did you see about the guy from Big Dog TV? Oh, my God, yeah. I just watched the TikTok today. Isn't that awesome? Like To be able to sneak into the arena, I can't believe that they banned him for life from the Chase Center. Yeah. Like, that's security's fault, but I understand that – like. I think they should have done something to him, but yeah, like suspend him, do whatever for a little bit. But I mean, he legit walked straight. He they didn't even say anything. They said, "What up, Clay?" And yeah, like they're taking pictures with him. There's a guy even with him, like following him, like and the guy. Give me don't get me wrong. He looks like Clay. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to body shame him. Whatever. I was like, Clay is very thin. That's what I thought too. And that guy, yeah, you might look at him, but and for one, why is he walking? Like he's walking in his uniform, like. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny too, and so I thought it was like that was funny. He he was on the floor shooting and everything. And he was making it. Yeah, like he was shooting very well. But I think it's funny. I don't think he should have got a lifetime ban. Yes, it doesn't look good. But I'd be questioning your security th- staff at that point. So I wonder how a lifetime ban works. So you get tickets to go to 
the Warriors game, or say you get it from a third-party market, like, how do they know that it's... Is that the old school, your picture's up on the... Yeah, everybody's got a little handheld, (laughs) oh, it looks like this guy. I don't don't know. Because who's going to stop, if he's up in the nosebleeds, I mean, come on. Well, you remember when Dave Portnoy snuck into the Super Bowl? And all he wore was a mustache or whatever. Like it wasn't like it was some top secret like disguise. <laughs> <laughs> he bought a mustache from probably Party City and walked right into this place. I don't know. I don't. I don't think he's like banned. He's gonna get into games. There's no way you're gonna stop him unless everyone has this picture posted everywhere. But he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything. It's not gonna be hard. He had like ten thousand dollar tickets to the game. Yeah. He probably won't be able to purchase them or sit courtside or up close to the personnel. They might be checking that. But if he's up, I mean, second level, whatever, it's not going to be that big a deal. So Zach Levine is expected to sign with the Bulls and stay a Bull. I think he should. What does that do for this Bulls team? They just got to get healthy. They got to stay healthy. I think they were they were a very great team at the very beginning. They're not. I don't think they're a championship team yet. I think they got to get used to each other, but I mean, Lonzo was out. Then you had Caruso out. I think Levine went out for a little bit. They just got to get healthy and stay healthy through the season. I don't want them to panic and trade for somebody like Rudy. I don't want them to trade for Aiton. I want them to keep that core together. I think Vucevic is like he could be a serviceable center in that, and he can shoot threes. Mm -hmm. I think with that team, DeRozan gets into the paint. I think. Levine gets in the paint. Lonzo's gets in the paint. Like they just need someone who can hit a three. Like Horford is not really playing the center type on the offensive end. He's just staying out and they're leaving him and he's hitting them down the shots. They just need that. I need I think they need that key factor and then the defensive end just lock in when it's time. But who's their who's their fifth? Who's the fifth? The fifth. I swear I know it, too. I just thought about <laughs> it. I was like, damn, I know we're missing somebody. Kobe White's off the bench. Caruso's off the bench. Because you got Lonzo at point, Levine at two, Drozen's at three, Vucic fits at five. Who's the four? Anyway, Rudy and DeAndre Ayton are supposedly both on the move. Both of them want a super max deal. I would say... I really think Rudy's going to end up in Charlotte. The Gordon Hayward experience is over. He's just not the answer for them at center. Kelly Oubre played way better than him, outplayed him in minutes, points, rebounds this year. I think Hayward, he's got to move. I do like him going there, though. He did have a 70-plus minus over Hayward. Um, the Hornets need to lock in on Melo. They need to get him there, get him focus it up, and he can be a superstar in the league. They need that key factor. I don't, I don't want Charlotte to jump the gun either. I think they're doing great rebuilding too. I don't think they should just jump the gun and hope they find the missing key part. I think they have the keys. They just need those guys to step up and to fit Lamelo Ball style. I think Charlotte's a team that people want to go to. I think your Houston. Your Atlanta, Atlanta with Trey, but I'm not 100% sold that Trey will be there for a long term. Mm. I'm just not. It's kind of like the Paul George thing. He has asked for help. He's asked for help. He's asked for help, and they got him Clint Capella, and like that's not. I don't know what. There is no team that's going to win the NBA championship without having two superstars. I'm just set on that. No, there's not. 
I think Boston. Who would you say Boston's second suit? Jalen Brown. Yeah, I'd give it to him. And I think in the NBA, there is superstar, there's star, and then you have role players, and then you have your bench players. If you have two stars with your all-star, I mean, Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is definitely more than serviceable. No, yeah. If he's scoring, they're very tough. And we talk, Robert Williams plays like Miles Turner should play. Mm-hmm. 100%. And this is a Golden State team that doesn't have James Wiseman either. Next year, I mean, it could be over. And for Clay La- <sighs> or for Steph last year to say, like, no team wants to see us next year, and then here we are, and they're in the finals, and they're probably going to wrap it up. Well, that's what I mean. They all they all went, and so like, Thompson went down, they're all, like, counted them out, and then Clay was about to come back, and they're like, oh, wow, they're they're still a damn good team. And then they proved it next year. They're a great possible chance of you coming right back. So we're going to play devil's advocate. You get to be Charlotte. I'll be Chicago. You have to pick. Do you want Rudy or DeAndre Ayton? You have to pay a super packs because that's what they want. I'm taking Ayton. That's fine because I wanted Rudy. I think that the Jazz are done. Mm-hmm. I think – D. Mitch is going to end up in Miami. That's I think is he's going to in there or somewhere in the East. He's going to the East. And I then agree. for Rudy, he's won three Defensive Player of the Years. He plays in an East that's dominated by in the paint play. Yeah, I think that's a better fit than going somewhere out west because out west they got shooters like well like a. The lineup for Golden State at one point was Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Wiggins, and Draymond. Yeah. Like, yeah, if he was, but you can't compete with that with like either either one of them in there. So on one of those wired segments that TNT puts out, uh, Steve Kerr told Draymond just rebound, just rebound. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> Steph, Clay, and Jordan Poole are not going to keep missing, keep missing, and keep missing. So I mean, how easy is your job is? That's what I mean. Like, Steph could have went for 0 for 9, and then he just hits 1, and it was like 9 for 9 the next. It could, it could, they, either one of those guys can. Jordan Poole, you can still stay as young. He's still learning, but Clay, he was irritating that game. I texted you that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, Clay is sucking. And then he finally hit like back to back threes. But that's insane to sit there and tell Draymond Green. Who's got a very great passing ability? Just, just rebound. They'll figure it out up there. Uh, I think that's what makes them scary. I think Steve Kerr has coached that team so well, and that those guys trust each other so well is why. I mean, th- their scouting department and Mark Jackson did a hell of a job getting that team to where they are, mm-hmm. just by drafting. And then they get Jordan Poole. They trade for Wiggins. Who did they trade? Uh, D'Angelo Russell. Mm. For Wiggins, basically straight up. Because Wiggins wasn't, which I did hear a fact that Jimmy Butler, Draymond Green said Jimmy Butler loved Andrew Wiggins. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was a thing. I thought man, Jimmy Butler ever hated everybody on it. So I didn't trust Wiggins well, that either. that was his rookie year too. Yeah, but he said he wasn't buying in. Mm-hmm. And so I think that says a lot. Like everyone knows Jimmy Butler is the old school. You bust your ass in practice. You do every job. You got to do it all to be in the league. So I think that shows a lot for Wiggins. I think Wiggins, he's just buying in. He is doing what he needs to do. And he, I don't know, I'm starting to become a fan of Wiggins right now. 
Jordan Poole's my favorite player on the Warriors right now. I don't know. He has swag. He doesn't like he shoots it. He's messing around. Well, he he does. It's just so hard because he he's so young. Mm-hmm. He's still young. I hate how he dribbles. Oh my god, yeah. But he can he can go off any second. That's what's scary because he takes those shots like Steph. But he might airball one, but he's gonna hit another one right after that. So in this series, you might have the worst looking shot in Al Horford. And the two best-looking shots in Steph and Jason Tatum. I love Jason Tatum's shot. Oh, I like Clay's better than Jason Tatum. Really? Mm-hmm. I was like Jason Tatum. He has a long pullback, and he's he's real smooth. I like Clay's a lot. Clay always, if you always, it doesn't matter about his lower body. His upper body is the same form, shot after shot. I think he's forcing a lot. I think he's trying. He's he's just begging for one of them to go in. He's not playing to his game. He's playing almost a Steph game, coming off and just chucking it up, which is fine. If he hits it, he hits it. But he's got to get back to his game where Steph is the one doing that, and he's the one running off screens and hitting it. That is his play style, and I think that's what he needs to do, which it's hard to tell him. I mean, he can go while he's, he plays in a pickup game and he does that shot. He's probably hitting every single one on us, but I don't know. I like to see it. Um, did you see the rumor going around when Kobe – Said when, how you guard Steph Curry is don't guard him on the front. Yeah, you guard him on the side because <laughs> he's never had a guy just. I'm like, I want to see if that's true. Like, if, do they buy into that? Boston here and that Kobe knows the game IQ, especially Jason Tatum. Like that's that's his, his idol. idol. Do you like? Would you take that advice? Even though he's not really advice, but like try it out. I don't know. Leaving Steph Curry open, like straight basket in front of him. I, I'm not into that. The other uh-huh. thing you really have to worry about is if you're jumping and you're landing sideways on Curry, so if we're standing beside him and I'm trying to block his shot, they're going to call you for fouls more than they are if you're straight. Oh, yeah. I would and say... And the last thing you want to do is roll on Steph yeah. or something because you're going to get thrown out of it. Oh, yeah. I would say you don't change a thing. You may See if he goes in that shooting slump for game six. If he comes out firing, you do whatever you have to do. But if he comes out missing again, you keep the same defensive pressure on him. I think it's really hard, and I was wrong on game four. I thought what was going to happen is the Celtics were going to come out and Jalen Brown wasn't going to shoot the way he did, Al Horford wasn't going to shoot the way he did, and they did. If you solve the problem and you're like, awesome, Curry's out of it. He's 0 for 9 for 3. He's having a terrible night after dropping 43 the night before. Mm-hmm. Awesome, we got Steph. He's good. We don't have to worry about him. He's 0 for 9. He's not having a very good shooting night. Clay's off. Clay's off. We don't have to worry about it. Jordan pulls in double digits. Andrew Wiggins scores a career high. You're not beating a team where you have to solve four problems. That's not how the NBA works. Mm-mm. That that game. In the old format, does yeah. Golden State win two games back-to-back in Boston? No. You don't think so? Boston's just very tough to play in. I mean, that... That environment's tough. And you're talking about one of the best defensive teams, too. Like, I think that's hard. I think they are all on the same page. Like, you hear them talking, they're all there, which, yeah, it's, it's all media talk. But I think that team buys in. I think they, I think it's a close game, close game six, but I think Boston will pull this out and then Golden State finishes at seven. At home? Mm hmm. 
So the NBA is talking about having two expansion teams, Las Vegas and Seattle. Why do you think Seattle? What do you mean? Bring what back the Sonics back, baby. Really? <sighs> you weren't selling tickets then, but you think you're going to sell it now. I think they're expanding. They got to get away from the two superstar teams winning it. They got to break it down. Granted, I don't know what views or anything like that's going on with the NBA Finals this year. It could be high because of Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics are in it. I don't know. I just... NBA is getting to a point it's the same several teams. Now, granted, Golden State has built their team. They've drafted and everything like that. That's great. But... I think this is the first finals I can remember that it's been two teams that have like been through, built through. Yeah, they drafted and built them. They just didn't. I don't know. I don't like the two superstar thing because I'm an Indian Pacer. We'll never have two superstars on the same roster here. So that is our only chance of winning. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you would want to do. We got to get moving to some NFL stuff. But on the NBA, when they do an expansion team in the NHL – Everybody that's, I think every team gets two picks where you're like, all right, you can't have Tatum, you can't have Jason Brown or Jalen Brown, but these other guys are draftable through the expansion teams. So the expansion teams build their teams off of that. Is that the answer, or do you think they should have to do it off free agency? Because a team like Golden State, like that could wreck that team. Oh, yeah. You have to give it on. I think if they're going to be, I think it would be fun to do an expansion teams. You can claim three, two players. Let's say two players. You claim two players. That's all you claim. Your entire roster is up. You have to redraft it from the in. Don't keep the upcoming class, the mm-hmm. rookies that are going to be drafted. That's their draft. But if an expansion team that comes in, and then you have the later on date of the guys coming out of college or somewhere else. I think that'd be really neat to see. How many? How many times are you going to see an expansion team in our lifetime? The NBA though, like the NHL, you have more, you have less. Well, you have the uh, the NHL has a little bit more players, but for the NBA, it's so hard to get superstars anyway. Say the Pacers have a superstar, and then some expansion team comes along, and they're like, "We want him." Well, that's what I mean. Well, if you're Golden State, you have two players. Who are you going to keep? Well, I don't think they're too high on Clay Thompson. To be honest with you, so I think they would take Steph and either Jordan Poole or Adrian Wiggins. That's what I mean. So you leave Clay out there, who can be a superstar on another mm-hmm. team if he's the main guy. You got Draymond. Don't get me wrong, he's not a scoring threat, but he does a lot for a team. That's the same thing with Boston. You got Marcus Smart. You got, um, what's his face? Jalen Brown. Jason Jaylen, Tatum. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. I think it'd be interesting to see what happens. But. but out of that, I think they're more, more likely to take Jason Tatum and Robert Williams than Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart. I would take Tatum and Williams. Give up Brown. I don't think Brown... Really spotty shooting in yeah. the playoffs. Like, don't get me wrong. I think they're him and Tatum are just too similar. Someone said that if you t- make them force them to the left, they're not the same. Tatum's the same. Let them go right. That's where they're confident, and that's where they're most liable to make the great passes and the play. So I think you let Brown go, you stay with Tatum. So every team in the NFL will be in minicamp next week. Mandatory. It doesn't seem like there's very many holdouts. The NFL changes the overtime rule. We're going to play a game here. What rule in the NFL would you change? I was thinking about this. I want to get rid of the headsets and the quarterbacks, and there's no headset. 
Hand signals only. Hand signals and then draw it up in the dirt. The quarterback makes he's in the game. He wants to call an audible. There's not a helmet in there. It's like, oh, I can see this guy's coming here. Mm. He's got to read the play. Mine is I want the overtime rule to be the exact same thing it is in college. Yeah. I want both teams to get it. I want you to start at the opponent's twenty and you have to go for two. Doesn't matter if it's Christmas, doesn't matter if it's Sunday night football, Thursday night football, doesn't matter if it's anything. If it's the Super Bowl, it's the play the the rules in the regular season should not change going into the playoffs. No, it should that be makes all the way no through. It should be the same all the way through. Makes no sense to me at all. So the Wild West of the AFC. I've been thinking about this. We both really love Herbert. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to win the division. Who got winning the division? The Broncos. Yeah. I've completely changed my mind in the last two weeks to pick the Broncos. Russell Wilson doesn't have the arm talent of Herbert. He doesn't have the arm strength of Mahomes, but he's been to the Super Bowl. He's won a Super Bowl, and he has a young group of receivers in Cortland Sutton and uh, Jerry Judy around him. They lost Noah Fant, but they still have a really good secondary, and they're going to have a good defensive line. In that division, I don't think it's going to come down to firepower. I believe it's going to come down to defensive line in that division. Fine, Sam. We'll, so we'll make a friendly wager again. Okay. Loser buys the drink. Okay. I take Chargers, you take Broncos. Okay. Then, who is it? Whoever wins the division mm-hmm. or whoever wins the series? Because they'll play both. They'll play each other twice. Let's go division. Okay. So, Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill last week. Devontae Adams says that Derek Carr has the same ability as Aaron Rodgers. We talked about this, and that's the reason why I said I would not draft Devontae in fantasy. His targets are going to go up. His catches, probably not. There's a reason that they traded Amari Cooper. It's because Amari Cooper called Derek Carr out on his accuracy. It's Devontae Adams, buddy. I don't think you're going to see anything in the media where Devontae's calling Derek Carr out. But Yeah, that's what I would say. Derek Carr is Derek Carr. I think it's a confidence thing. If your lead receiver's coming in saying he's trusting you, it builds that trust. Maybe that's that confidence that Derek Carr needs, is that trust that guy will know I can put it there. I don't, still don't think he's close to Aaron Rodgers, but... So they have Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, and what's the tight end's name? Darren Waller mm-hmm. as their top three targets and Josh Jacobs. That's the other thing. Waller and Carr's connection is very high. And they're going to have to run the ball. Mm-hmm. And in that division, I think it's going to be really hard for them to run the ball. Yeah. I agree. Tyreek Hill says that Tua is more accurate than Mahomes, but Mahomes has more arm strength. Out of those two conversations, you have to bet, let's say, all right, you have to bet your life, okay, that either Derek Carr is going to outperform or match Aaron Rodgers, 
or two is going to have a higher passer rating than Mahomes? Which one are you picking? Who else has two I got? Who's out there? Uh, their tight end is. They have a good tight end. I don't remember who it is, though. But that team is going to be better. Mm-hmm. I agree with the statement. I think two might be more accurate because there's a lot of times Mahomes is rushed out of the pocket and he's chucking it up, hoping for the best. And there's a lot of passes he's shorter, just Tyreek Hill runs to it. It's not on a dime. I'm I'm gonna I'll just like it, take Tua. You I'll take, take Tua. the Tua bet. I think that team's gonna be better, but I think Mahomes is gonna pass the ball more. I think so too. But I don't have any chance in Derek Carr playing the ability of Aaron Rodgers. Have you been betting any baseball? Mm-mm. I found myself recently getting forced into betting baseball. It's either there like Croatia and women's basketball. And I'm Which really you did a lot last year. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, betting baseball, I've been doing a lot of first-half bets at FanDuel. They have a lot of good odds. And one thing I found out is if you make it through the first-half bet, Go on there and bet the full game. And if the home team is up, always take the under. Because they're not going to play the bottom of the ninth if they're up. That's true. So you kind of gamble on, all right, well, I'll just hope and pray that they hold on to this lead. Which in baseball, I think it's harder to hold on to a lead in baseball than it is in any other sport. Mm-hmm. You never know. Something You basically flip a coin in baseball to find out who's going to win. That's why the odds are so hard to pick who's going to win in the games. Mm-hmm. But that's all we have for this week. You got anything else you want to share? By the way, the interview with Scott, that was our highest downloaded episode with our highest listens as well. Hell yeah. So, we're going to try to get more interviews. We're going to get some stuff together. We love you guys. Thank you. Love you. Show number. Shawty thought I was the postman. Show number.